Really, Rachel? Is this what we're talking about today? Semiconductors? You give me semiconductors. Well, joining me on the Brand Boost podcast today is CMO Sander Arts of Atmel Corporation and CSO Artie Beavis, Chief Social Officer and very good friend of mine. We're talking about bringing sexy back to semiconductors. This is an episode you want to listen to in its entirety. Amazing content coming up. We're also going to talk about uh, five tips on how to make a brand sexy that otherwise isn't. Rachel, take it away. You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Hey, Artie, Sander, how are you guys today? Doing well. How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, I'm excited to have the two of you because, uh, you know, I've worked with you already and I've known you for a long time. For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, Artie and I went to high school together and uh, he actually married a friend of mine, Jules. How is she, by the way? She's doing well. Thank you. <laughs> um, we're talking about semiconductors today. And for those of you that don't know anything about microchips and semiconductors, don't worry because I don't either. And these guys are the pros. Uh, I'm joined by CMO Sonder Arts and CSO Artie Beavis, Chief Social Officer. Uh, I so like it. I know <laughs> it, it, it's a fun title, man. It's a fun, I, we need to hear all about it. So tell us a little bit about Atmel before we jump into some questions that I have. But tell us a little bit about Atmel and uh, progression and where you guys are at now and, and how you started uh, getting into more of a you know sexy marketing um, uh, vibe. Well, so we're one of the top microcontroller companies, actually at the heart of the Internet of Things. Uh, $1.2 billion in revenue, um, which is the, the the usual company party line. The, the, the really cool thing uh, that, that RD is going to tell you all about is the fact that we are at the heart of a board called Arduino. And Arduino sits at the heart of the maker uh, movement which is a huge movement uh, uh, globally, actually, uh, um, where a lot of people engage around technology, making stuff, which is also the, where uh, the start is of Internet of Things, um, call it applications or stuff that's making the world a better place kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys can talk about every application that you're in, but can you tell us anything that people would know mainstream where your microchips are in? You're probably being touched five times a day by an Atmel microprocessor. We're wow. everywhere. Wow. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, and, and Artie's told me that stat before, but uh, and he'll always say you're probably being touched by about five or six different products around you that mm -hmm. have some sort of, and, and that blows my mind because it, I mean, how big are these things, right? How big are they? Like super small, like super, super small, small. High, so high performance and low power. That's crazy. Um, it blows my mind how powerful anything in the Internet of space, Internet of Things space is, and especially what you guys are doing over there at Atmel. Um, so I, not only kudos to you, but for embracing change, especially with marketing. And I know that, Sander, you're at the head of that. And, and Artie, the, the two of you as a team are, are really working together to, to change things. Artie, uh, going back to the question I asked a little bit before, how have you seen a, a shift in the overall marketing uh, strategy for Atmel? So I think it's very similar to what you were saying, where when I had taken this position, I had no idea really what a semiconductor or a microchip was. 
Um, but we were very fortunate that, you know, we hit it at the right time with the Internet of Things just kind of taking off, as well as this, uh, what Sandra had said, this do-it-yourself movement, where it's, in, you know, empowering people to go and make things, build things, and predominantly using Atmel chips. So when we kind of, you know, discovered this, we said, you know, let's do something a little different. Let's shake up the industry. Instead of doing the quote-unquote semiconductor marketing spiel where it's, you know, sharing a, a data sheet or sharing a press release or just kind of, you know, mundane things, we decided, you know what, we're going to turn this into a media house that sells semiconductors. So in doing that, you know, we try to be, build a community around people sharing things that they make, highlighting projects, highlighting cool gadgets, not just, you know, the everyday device, but some things that are really out there. Um, and in doing that, you know, we've taken our, I would say, our marketing from zero to 60 overnight. Uh, this thing really took off and people are now coming to us for mainstream news that they probably can or cannot get elsewhere, but they're coming to us first. Um, so that's really been at the heart of what we've kind of, you know, taken on as far as a marketing team. Yeah. And and just for a quick accolade, if you want to run this run down really quick, you guys were what named the top company in social top in your industry. You were number one in social, correct? So uh, there's a few things. One, uh, we, we've been highly ranked for best practices. Uh, in 2014, we were uh, the top ranked semiconductor out of uh, 40 or so companies for best practices. Um, we've also been ranked uh, extremely high for the most engaged uh, social community and footprint in the industry. And uh, most recently, we were uh, named, well, we found out that we, our blog receives more shares than all other 39 semiconductors combined. So uh, that's just a testament to what we've said. You know what? We're going to build a publisher house. And, uh, wow. you know, it's panned out extremely well. And we're number one in the ARM Connected community, which is a See? big deal. ARM, ARM is the core that sits on the microprocessor. So that's wow. where our audience is, right? And that's okay. So that we're going to, leading into some of the questioning, uh, and this is going to help me because, again, I don't know nearly enough about we'll, this. We'll educate you. No worries. Thank you. That's what we need. <laughs> um, as a microchip company, what type of content do you find or how have you decided what's, for lack of a better word, sexy? Because, you know, sexy and microchips don't really go together. And, uh, you know, Artie likes to think he is bringing sexy back all the time, uh, Mr. You know, JT over there. So how do you find the content or how have you decided what content goes out there uh, to your audience? So I, I think before Artie really answers the question, there's one important, yeah. really important thing, right? So the 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 marketing effort, and when Artie says this is about a building a media company that sells semiconductors, so the bottom line is to go and build a lead generation machine where at a certain point in time, we hand over a qualified lead to the sales organization uh, where somebody is going to go close on that particular lead. The, the social and the engagement is at one of the key pillars of that particular strategy. And and it's important to note that because there's a lot of people that do social for the sake of doing social, right? And it's and sometimes people go, oh, you know, I have this big footprint. For us, it's an intrinsic uh, a piece of the jigsaw uh, for us to have a journey towards uh, revenue. And Artie can tell you about all the cool content. And, and I think that was a Gary Vee quote, actually. Remember, social sells <laughs> stuff. So. Uh, actually, well, I think it was social, social, social sells <laughs> shit is actually what he said. <laughs> so, but no, I, I like the fact that, that you brought that up, Sander, that you're, it's always with the sale in mind. You know, it, you're not just, yeah, we're not just showing much. up to do things just to do them. There's a reason no. for it. There's, there's an end to the, you know, to what you're trying to accomplish. So go ahead, Artie. I didn't want to cut you off. 
Oh, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then also, you know, I always say bringing sexy back, but I think truth be told, there was never anything sexy about this industry. And I think for quite some time, the engineer crowd, in, you know, in particular, um, just was never very an active, socially engaged audience. But I think we've done an excellent job in kind of, revolutioning, of revolutionizing that. And, uh, and in doing so, you know, building this community. Um, but one other thing is we've done, an, I think, a great job in targeting the very long tail part of the market. So um, the startups, um, I think it's, what is it, 50 or 75% of uh, Internet of Things startups are going to, you know, come from Internet of Things solutions are going to be provided by startups over the next three years. Um, and with that in mind, we've said, you know what, let's target those people. So even if they may not have ever used an AppMail chip before, by highlighting them on our blog and socially engaging with them, they've seen value in choosing our chips the next time. So the next go around for the next iteration of their device, now they're going to embed Atmel because they're going to get a marketing machine behind them to A, you know, help them sell, but then also, you know, ultimately it's bringing money into our pockets as well. Yeah. Well, so that's how you close the loop. Absolutely. And let's not forget that the, the, the bulk of the people that start a company or start a do-it-yourself kind of project use Arduino. So we have a huge share of the of the people that are starting something in their garage already. And that's the people that we don't want to let go anymore. And hence the fact that we are uh, engaging with them deeply. And, and, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was thinking it. You guys have the maker kits, right? Do you still, you guys yeah. still have the, the well, yeah. so Arduino is a separate company, but we do, right? So okay. we provide the semiconductor on that particular board, which is just, well, I would say almost a, just a little detail uh, because the essence is the same of what you just said. Yeah, so we are right at the heart of the heart because of the fact that there is a microprocessor from Atmel on that particular board and it's being used everywhere. And that's 3D printers, that's, you know, robots, that's drones, that's, you know, anything from the ground into the sky. And now it's even kind of transcended into space. So, you know, people are building these cool projects on the ground and they're launching them into orbit. So it's just, you know, the Atmel chip at the heart of this maker movement has really just kind of, you know, grown leaps and bounds. So let's jump into that community because now we're talking about it. How did, was there a, like, where did you find these users? I mean, I'm not big company X that is buying tons of these microchips. So how do you find people? And again, I'm talking more to those because you really have a, before I get into the question, you guys have a really amazing community. And for a semiconductor company, I, I mean, if I go on there, I feel like I can actually engage. And I know nothing about it, but I feel like I can mm -hmm. talk to and jump in and understand and it. Sometimes it's inspiring for me, uh, even though I'm not uh, a maker, but I can be. Yeah. And I, yes. so how did you take that um, unsexiness and say, mm -hmm. we're going to find these users, this community, how, how have you been able to do that? And then second part of the question, how have you been able to sustain your growth? Because I know you guys hit like over a billion views, right? Or was well, it a that billion views? Sounds really good. A few million. So a few we'll million. leave it at okay. a few million. But, but we could say a billion if the, you want. So there is, before I, I give the word to Artie, so there yeah. is a, we, we should not make a distinction in the audience, right? The audience is, mm. the, for example, the person that is an engineer at uh, uh, Siemens or Honeywell, uh, might be doing cool projects over the weekend with his or her son or daughter um, uh, building whatever they think they need in their garage. That's the person that always vi that also visits uh, websites like Hackaday or an AVR Freaks or goes to Make, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a huge variety of people 
uh, with uh, very different demographics globally that 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 we have the potential to engage with, right? And then Artie can tell you about all the things we're doing. And, and I think you're seeing that it. mainstream as well now. You're seeing on Mashable, on TechCrunch, on VentureBeat, on CNET. You're seeing these, you know, once ordinary objects becoming smart, but along the process, it's a startup or, you know, what it's a maker who, like Sander said, is a Honeywell engineer that did this on his side and all of a sudden built this multi-million dollar startup that now, you know, what he's going to, you know, do both things at the same time or kind of even leave and go do, you know, em embark on his new venture. And I think that's what's so great about the maker movement. Um, you kind of nailed it before. The premise is anyone and any, you know, could build anything. And uh, the, the barrier to entry now is extremely low. Um, and that's really just kind of helped well, pave the way. Sander made a comment and he, and this really stuck out. I wrote it down here. There's no distinction in the audience. You don't make a distinction in the audience, but that's not, that's not mainstream thinking, especially in your industry. Like there's no distinction. How did you come about? And I know that, you know, maybe this, how did you decide that that was the way you wanted to, you know, run, run this? No distinction. Everybody is essentially on an equal playing field. Yeah, well, you don't, first of all, I guess, theoretically, you don't want to exclude anybody because you don't want to exclude revenue, right? That's one. Uh, secondly, the if you take, or if you take the assumption that a buyer is a person, then it doesn't necessarily matter whether the buyer is a 24-year-old uh, Stanford PhD or a 55-year-old uh, 8-bit microcontroller user. It's It's still a person that has a lot of emotion uh, and is still using emotion when they're buying, even when they're buying semiconductors, the way of engagement might be a little bit different. So what we try to do is cater for all those specific needs within that huge difference in demographic uh, uh, that, that we call the, the audience, right? But I, I don't want to go and exclude whatever, I, a certain group of people within my potential buyer. And I think he nailed it on the head as well when he said that we we're tapping into the emotion. I think that's what we've done an extremely you know, great job at doing. But I think it's also what has allowed us to kind of you know, grow at the rate that we are. Um, you know, and in doing so, that's not only creating cool content on the blog, but it's creating GIFs and doing some memes and targeting some of our competitors head on. Yeah. You know, we joke all the time, you know, might get in trouble for saying this, but we want to kind of be the bad boys, but not necessarily a bad boy, but shake things up, do something a little different, take a few chances. And if you're going to, you know, fail, oh, do it quickly. So, so that's perfect. So that segues beautifully into my next question. How did you decide what level of creativity you would play on? And, you know, what have you found is appropriate? Is is there a line that you've drawn or is it anything goes? And please talk about AVR man, because if people don't know about it, they have to know about AVR man. All right, so I think first and foremost, um, let me just touch upon AVR Man because it kind of plays yeah. into it all. Yeah. Um, it all stems back, um, we were doing Throwback Thursday posts for a while uh, in, back in 2013 where we would take a, a 90s hip hop song and do a chippy parody about it. So uh, one week we were doing Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot and uh, we started talking about 8-bits instead of Big Butts, it was 8-bits. And Do you remember you that know, rap? I do not, but it... You know what? You could probably share it to your audience. Uh, we'll get you a link so you, you can share it, it below. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the link. I'll find it. Go ahead. All right. So it's uh, one of those things where, you know, this thing took off. And out of nowhere, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot himself joined in. And little do we know, he was actually an engineer. So this goes back to what we were talking about before. We were like, you know, you don't really know who's a maker, who's an engineer out there. Because Sir Mix-a-Lot, you know, 90s hip-hop artist, is at the core of, you know, 
multiple projects. And uh, engineering is something that he's extremely passionate about and he's been pursuing now. Um, but going back to AVR Man, the whole idea came about where uh, when we were doing this hip hop, I was like, you know, how cool would it be to kind of do a SNL sort of skit where instead of bring it on to Omeletteville, um, you know, I dressed up in a costume representing the brand, adhering to the brand identity, but doing it in a fun way. So, you know, start, you know, bringing a boombox around and doing a few dances and singing a few songs. Um, and although we never actually went to that effect, uh, we did develop a costume where we then kind of pranced around all these events and at all these trade shows and just drew a huge audience. Um, Social media kind of you know blew up in 2014 when we first introduced AVR Man in uh, costume, and it's just kind of been a big pillar for us. He has uh, his own Twitter handle. He does have his own Twitter handle as well. Which you can go follow him. We've used yeah. as a support channel as well. Uh, and so, but very much. And to go back to, to your content question, right? Yeah. So um, we started, I think the basic principle without belittling uh, uh, the work, because I think it's amazing, is we tap into the fact that people are heroes within their own projects. And we say, hey, you know, look at this particular maker, uh, he or she, uh, there's a lot of she's, by the way, very important. He or she made this, right? The Arduino-powered fish feeder, whatever. And we all know that probably fish feeders isn't going to be the next mass market. But at the same time, we're celebrating creativity, uh, making, and the passion uh, for those people, uh, for our technology. And then giving them the platform to show it off. So essentially our community and our blog has become a show and tell for the, you know, for the makers. Um, and you know what, they're going to go share it to their engineering friends. They're going to go share it to their family, their friends. And you know what, you don't know who's a maker out there. And this thing just kind of snowballs into this multi-thousand dollar, um, multi-thousand dollar, multi-thousand view sort of blog post. And you know, it's been great ever since. What other, um, where else, what channels do you, do you play in? So it, outside of social and, and by social, I mean like social network. I mean, I know you guys had the blog as well, but where else are you guys making strides in terms of your marketing efforts? Um, so are you asking as far, so outside of social media, like what else are we doing? I mean, I mean including social, where else? Yeah. What else are you guys doing on both either social or well, in your tradition, you know? social? And then I'll let him kind of talk about the, you know, the broader spectrum. Um, okay. On social, I would say the blog is our backbone or, you know, the, the hub of the wheel and we have multiple spokes. So, we, you know, we're very active on the Facebook. Um, we have both an Atmel maker page as well as an Atmel corporate page. And the same goes for Twitter. So Twitter, we, it's become more of a show and tell. Um, and we've left a lot of the mainstream news to the Atmel handle. Uh, we're on LinkedIn where we do a lot of targeted uh, promotion to some of our tier uh, one accounts as well as some buyers. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, we just launched, I would say, about three weeks ago, and we've already acquired over 5,000 uh, followers in a matter of maybe three weeks. We're like, you know what? It's a pretty good channel to be on. So not that we want to... So the followers is great. The followers number is good. What I'm... what I'm, And that's awesome. I'm not, I don't want to cut you off, but I want to ask, are they engaging? And how are they engaging differently than, say, Twitter or the blog? And that's, uh, that's exactly what I was going to come across. Each channel, what we've been finding, kind of taps into a different part of our audience. So, you know, LinkedIn, I would say, is more of the professional, the engineering sort of uh, crowd, as well as some of the prospective decision makers. Whereas I would say Twitter, you kind of get a nice mix. You get some of those really high decision makers, as well as some of the engineers, uh, reporters who are actually coming to us and citing our blog as the source, uh, the original source of the content. And then obviously the makers and some uh, event organizers. Facebook, um, you know, I think that's more shareworthy stuff. So I don't see as many engineers per se as I do the maker community, where I see a lot of people coming to it for shareworthy stuff. So stuff that they can share to their network and to their friends. 
Um, Instagram, though, surprisingly, I would say is a mix. Um, it's not just the maker community. I've seen a lot of uh, companies as well as engineers themselves uh, actively liking and responding and engaging with us in the comment section below. So I would say, you know, each channel is different. Um, it's not a one size fits all sort of approach. Great, great. And, and Sandra, you want to touch a little bit on other well, efforts outside of social? I think you know, the, we do all the other things you have to do if you're in this in the business of selling semiconductors, right? So there is a, um, a, a big website, obviously, which has uh, all the uh, the technical documentation associated with our products, uh, because people have to go and find and be able to find all of that as well. Um, so I, I'm, I guess, or I'm actually certain that we engage on the channels where people are, and already mentioned LinkedIn, right? Because if you ask people whether they have a uh, whether they engage uh, on social media, if if you talk to the more veteran semiconductor user, the, the that person, mostly a he in that particular case, will tell you that he doesn't until you ask him whether he has a LinkedIn profile. And he goes, yeah, no, I actually do have a LinkedIn profile, right? So people are actually more on social media than they think. In the meantime, they are using the traditional, I, I don't know whether you can qualify an internet site as a traditional <laughs> channel, but like traditional channels, of finding information, engaging with our technical support uh, people, et cetera, et cetera. So we've just added um, a, a huge amount of uh, people through enormous amount of additional channels on top of the things that we were already doing. And I think aside from AVR Man, where we kind of use that to kind of spur some conversation, uh, maybe he wants to talk a little bit about our tech on tour uh, truck, I think as well, where we've actually brought our technology to people, which from there they could then go and share you know, to their networks. So we've actually taken this, you know, standstill, standstill workshop and brought it to people's doorsteps, bringing our yeah. technology to them. Instead of trying to bring people in, we've gone and kind of taken the outbound approach and brought it to them. So I don't know if you want to kind of talk. Yeah. About it's, it. I, so it's, it, it's, it's funny because all of a sudden uh, uh, we take an analog approach to touching the market, right? So we do a huge effort in uh, uh, digital, but all of a sudden there's this mobile trailer, as we call it, which is a yeah. thousand square foot uh, mobile training space or a trade show um, uh, booth on wheels. Uh, like, like call it like a driving Apple store kind of thing, <laughs> showcasing our technology. Uh, we pull up at universities, uh, key accounts, um, um, big events around making, uh, and we talk to, again, the long tail of the market, but then like physically and also um, with a deeper engagement because we train people in training sessions between four uh, to eight hours. And it's been very successful. Uh, we drove 70,000 miles uh, last year and touched um, a multitude of people that we were uh, then, then we were touching the years before in a wow. more traditional approach, where we invited people into hotel rooms, uh, hotels, and and trained them. Um, yeah, so that's been very successful as well. And then, of course, there is a digital component of the truck, so you can follow the truck online. And there's a lot of uh, it generates a lot of content for uh, the channels that we uh, that we own. Now, I think I don't want to go and take over this interview. What 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 Ari should talk a little bit about is. Um, <laughs> If you don't mind, uh, is how we are currently using uh, um, our social presence, and it's yeah. huge, right? To go and help people go to market, because of course you've you've all heard about Indiegogo Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people using our technology, um, and those people have difficulty sometimes, not always, to go to market. And Ardi is actually, and Atmel is actually helping those people uh, go to market and get successfully funded.
And I think the basis of that approach is this mentality from the makerspace to the marketplace. So going back to what we had said, where you have these ordinary people who may or may not be engineers themselves launching Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and other crowdfunding campaigns based on our technology. Mm -hmm. um, and in doing that, we try to, like I said, provide a marketing machine behind these startups that are kind of trying to go to market. Um, because a lot of time it is tough to, you know, a lot of time it's tough to get the press. It's time tough to get those eyeballs and ultimately tough to get the funding. So what we've made a big mission um, is to provide people with the, the outlets to reach the people that would probably most likely want to fund them and to kind of invest in them and to kind of carry on uh, with them in their journey. Um, in doing so, we've, uh, we like to provide them a, as much airtime as possible on the blog, inside our event booths, interviews, video demonstrations, and a bunch of other things where it's not just this, you know, we're going to throw up a blog, good luck, best of luck trying to get the funding. You know, we take pretty much, you know, pride in reaching out to these people and trying to get them as much funding as they possibly can achieve. So we don't just sit back and let it happen. You know, we make it happen. And, and I mean, that's, yeah, so, and important. that's so important. I, I think, I, I think that, that you guys are melding okay. not only like Sander said, the analog, you're actually touching people because social is great. But if you can't get the product, it's great to have the product, right? It's great to have something in your hand, but now how do you use it? So the fact that you guys are actually getting out there doing something is absolutely amazing. Is absolutely amazing. Um, I, I do want to respect everyone's time. So my last thing, Artie, Sonder, you guys can uh, maybe answer this. If you could give five tips, however many tips you want, on how to go from or how to get sexy in a not-so-sexy industry, what would – could you give me that? What What is the, uh, what would you be your I, I'll do one well, and Artie has to do four. All right, there I, we go. I, I would say, <laughs> I, I would say, I would say don't market. Don't, don't market? market company. Yeah, we don't market the company. Self-promotion is not where it's at. So going to what he said, you know what? You go look, I would say at a lot of other corporate, you know, Twitter handles out there. A lot of it is just press releases and self-promotion. People are not coming to your page to be sold. You know what? That's what the web store is for. That's what the website is for. That's what the data sheets are for. People are going to your Twitter handle, to your Facebook page to engage with you, to, you know, you want to be authentic. So going, I would say my four tips are around the C's. You know what? You got to build a community. So like-minded individuals, you got to have cool content. Without cool content, you're not building the community. You need a sense of creativity. Without the right creative content, you're not going to build the community, which ultimately is going to lead to sales. And then, uh, you know, I think you need the right amount of, I hate to say it, but Corniness, cheesiness, but also kind of showing, you know, humanizing a brand. So having a fun way of playing words on a, on a tweet or on a blog post, doing it in such a way that it's not just your typical, you know, black and white, you know, jargon where it's click here to check out your latest press release. You know what? We try to mix it up, whether it's a, a 90s hip hop line or if it's just a really you know, funny play on words. Um, I would say those are my few tips. And yeah, and maybe I don't know how I don't I I lost count of how many tips we gave. But that might I, be I think yeah. uh, I we'll take as many as we get. Okay, let me add a P to the whole list of C's. It's part <laughs> partnership, right? So we partner with a lot of um, uh, people in our uh, ecosystem, including distributors, mm -hmm. um, where we make sure that content gets syndicated uh, and is used, um, so that there is a lot of additional channels, if you like. And that's just where content is I would go. say influencers as well. So I think it, it's in tandem with. So we can add another C to that collaboration, right? So it's another. Yeah, there C. you go. We there need we to go. find <laughs> a C for my partnership thing. <laughs> collaboration. <laughs> collaboration. 
Because uh, at the end of the day, some of the key influencers in this world are actually makers. Look at Mythbusters. Look at, like I said, some of these, uh, I think there was even a time Carmelo Anthony was 3D printing. So you know what? Some of these yeah. key influencers are using technology and you, it's, that's who you need to tap into. Sonder, Artie, thank you guys for jumping on. Uh, let everybody that's listening to the podcast know where to find you two personally and at Mel on social and anywhere. We are every, <laughs> we're everywhere. You can find us. There's, we live our lives in the open, I would say. So we are on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, please follow the company. It might even be more interesting than follow, following <laughs> these two guys. Yeah, I'm kind of like that fat personal um, trainer where I don't actually yeah. practice what I preach as often as I want to. <laughs> go and uh, please go and follow uh, Atmel, and you'll be hopefully pleasantly surprised. And we'd love to engage with you and also uh, have further conversations around anything you're doing, but also appreciate feedback on what it is that we're putting out. And if you don't follow us, we're going to bring our truck to you. So I love it. I love the transparency. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Vin. Bye-bye. There you have it. I think my favorite quote there was, don't market. So you can uh, tweet that out uh, at Vincenzo Landino, at Sonder1Arts, at Atmel. Don't market. Uh, amazing, amazing conversation with two very smart individuals who've embraced creativity in a world that otherwise isn't. And the five C's, uh, who could forget those? I mean, that is something that every brand, any brand can use. In the spirit of making, and that's what Atmel does, they make and they help others make and create the Italian lesson for today is going to be a short but quick one. Andiamo fare qualcosa. Let us go make something or let's go make something. Andiamo fare qualcosa. Let's make something. So everyone out there, let's go make something. Andiamo fare qualcosa. Tweet that please to at Atmel. Links in the show notes. Be sure to follow Atmel. Uh, check out the way they do marketing. Um, and also check out Sonder Arts and Artie Beavis on Twitter. And, uh, and and check out the blogs. Check out all the links that we put in there because this is really one of the coolest brands out there doing really, really cool stuff. As always, your reviews and ratings are so helpful. It's what powers the podcast. I know I say that every week, but it truly, truly does. So if you like what you hear, go and drop a review and rating in iTunes and uh, and you know let us know what you think. You can also tweet me if you'd like to see something different or you have some feedback at Vincenzo Landino because I welcome that with open arms. Until next time, ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.